On Loving God How much God deserves love from man in recognition of his gifts, both material and spiritual, and how these gifts should be cherished without neglect of the giver. Those who admit the truth of what I have said know, I am sure, why we are bound to love God. But if unbelievers will not grant it, their ingratitude is at once confounded by His innumerable benefits, lavished on our race, and plainly discerned by the senses. Who is it that gives food to all flesh, light to every eye, air to all that breathe? It would be foolish to begin a catalogue, since I have just called them innumerable. But I name, as notable instances, food, sunlight, and air. Not because they are God's best gifts, but because they are essential to bodily life. Man must seek in his own higher nature for the highest gifts, and these are dignity, wisdom, and virtue. By dignity, I mean free will, whereby he not only excels all other earthly creatures, but has dominion over them. Wisdom is the power whereby he recognizes this dignity, and perceives also that it is no accomplishment of his own. And virtue impels man to seek eagerly for him who is man's source, and to lay fast hold on him when he has been found. Now, these three best gifts have each a twofold character. Dignity appears not only as the prerogative of human nature, but also as the cause of that fear and dread of man which is upon every beast of the earth. Wisdom perceives this distinction, but owns that though in us it is like all good qualities, not of us. And lastly, Virtue moves us to search eagerly for an author, and, when we have found him, teaches us to cling to him yet more eagerly. Consider, too, that dignity without wisdom is nothing worth, and wisdom is harmful without virtue, as this argument following shows. There is no glory in having a gift without knowing it. But to know only that you have it without knowing that it is not of yourself that you have it, means self-glorying, but no true glory in God. And so the Apostle says to men in such cases, What hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 He asks, why dost thou glory, but goes on as if thou hadst not received it, showing that the guilt is not in glorying over a possession, but in glorying as though it had not been received. And rightly such glorying is called vainglory, since it has not the solid foundation of truth. The Apostle shows how to discern the true glory from the false when he says, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord, that is, in the truth, since our Lord is truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 31 and John chapter 14 verse 6 We must know then what we are, and that it is not of ourselves that we are what we are. 
Unless we know this thoroughly, either we shall not glory at all, or our glorying will be vain. Finally it is written, If thou know not, go thy way forth by the footsteps of the flock. Canticle of Canticles, chapter 1, verse 8. And this is right. For man, being in honor, if he know not his own honor, may fitly be compared, because of such ignorance, to the beasts that perish. Not knowing himself as the creature that is distinguished from the irrational brutes by the possession of reason, he commences to be confounded with them, because, ignorant of his own true glory which is within, he is led captive by his curiosity, and concerns himself with the external, sensual things. So he is made to resemble the lower orders by not knowing that he has been more highly endowed than they.